And now a word from our sponsors at Betterment. If you're listening to my show, you're looking for tips on how to work smarter, not harder. And let's be real, you're already working hard to earn your money, but how do you make sure that your money is working hard for you? Here's how. With a Betterment Automated Investment and Savings app, your money will go to work. They've got technology that will provide you with advanced tools, and they're built to help maximize your returns, not to mention your time. They have expert-built portfolios of low-cost exchange-traded funds. You know I love those exchange-traded funds. There's automated investing technology, and as part of that, automated rebalancing. Many of you have been asking about rebalancing, and it sort of feels like a hard thing to do on your own. With Betterment, easy peasy. They do it for you. Visit Betterment.com to get started. Learn more about high-yield cash accounts at Betterment.com. Investing involves risk, Performance is not guaranteed. Cash reserve offered through Betterment LLC and Betterment Securities. Betterment is not a bank. Welcome to the Jill on Money Coronavirus Market Update. It is Tuesday, August 4th, and uh, gosh, stormy, crazy weather. Yes, I know it's a perfect metaphor for where we are in the universe We are trying to help you through this period, at least as it pertains to your money. So if you've got a financial question, do send us an email. Our email address is askjill at jillonmoney.com. That's what Mike did. And he writes, I watch you all the time when you come on CBS News and I appreciate your advice. My question is regarding my grandchildren. My wife and I want to put money away for them so that when they are mature enough to know what to do with it, we can give it to them. If we're gone by that time, their parents can give it to them. I'd like to control the money as long as I am competent. And then if my competence fails or I pass away, control would be turned over to my wife Or if she were to become incompetent or passes away, our child, who is the parent of the grandchild, would then have control. It has to be in an account that is not taxed or in an account that we can pay taxes on that would not be tied to their annual income should they get a job before they turn we turn the money over to them. I know it can be done with U.S. savings bonds. Earnings aren't what they used to be. Are there other options? Well, look, Mike, I don't know how much money you want to do, but you can just open an account in your own names and then make your grandchildren the beneficiaries of these accounts. As they get older, you could potentially, when they're working, essentially put money in their names in a Roth IRA. You can make a contribution for them. But you know, most of the accounts that you would have them ultimately get later in life, whether it's an UGMA account or an UTMA account, you can do this. But I think what you really need to be clear about is we need to know how much money you plan to put away. You can open up accounts at any brokerage house and you can make the kids the beneficiaries of these accounts. And I would say that, you know, if it's a long-term money, then maybe what you just try to do is put some money away in some, you know, low-cost index funds, make it a very boring investment. Think that will be just fine for you. Gene writes, I have a Roth, an IRA, and a trust account, all with Charles Schwab. I've had a bad experience with Schwab. Therefore, I direct all of my own investment accounts. A bad experience with Schwab? That's very interesting. I wonder what she means by that. Anyway, Gene goes on. I'm 75. 
but I do need someone to look at my investments and advise me, especially during these turbulent times. I have too much cash right now, but I don't know what to do going forward. I'm not sure where to go for good financial advice. I've made some solid decisions over the past 15 years, but I do want an expert. I have a trust. I'm single. I'm not worried about leaving my three adult children any money. I live in Arizona right now, moved with my job from Long Island 15 years ago, and now looking to move back east, but not New York. I would appreciate any suggestions you might have for me. Well, you might go to NAPFA, N-A-P-F-A dot org. That's the National Association of Personal Financial Advisors. There you could get fee-only advice, meaning you could pay someone by the hour. There are tons of people who can help you out. I'm going to have Mark send you a couple of names of people on the East Coast who you may want to chat with before you get here. You know, I'm from the East Coast, so I know some more people there. We'll try to help you out. Thank you for writing. Sandra writes, oh no, I racked up huge credit card debt two years ago. Determined to do the right thing, I entered a debt management plan and I've been religiously paying off the debt. I expected that would take four and a half to five years. I'm on a fixed income. I can't pay more. Two of the creditor companies are now in trouble. They've sold the debt to a collection agency and now they're reporting to the credit bureau that these debts are delinquent Huh. Even though they're continuing to receive payments from the debt management companies, now they want to settle for an amount less than actually owed. What are the consequences of settling on my credit as I try to rebuild it? Okay, Sandra, here's some funny timing. I just did this with somebody. A friend of a friend of a friend asked me to help out. And here's what you need to know. These debt settlements can be great. I mean, you can owe you know a ton of money and get it reduced to a much shorter time horizon and also a much lower dollar amount. In the case that I was involved in, we settled for 25 cents on the dollar. 25 cents on the dollar. Pretty amazing, right? The downside is that it could be reported on your credit report as a discharge mortgage, which counts against you. Then again, since you're already in a debt management plan, you probably have seen your actual credit rating and numbers go against you. The other thing that can happen is, and it depends on the company, whatever is released. So let's say you owe $10,000 and you end up only paying $2,500. It could be that the $7,500 that's released and basically wiped off counts as taxable income. So you just need to keep that in mind. Okay. Peter writes, thanks for being here for us. Okay. Let's see. This is a question about a mortgage. Current rate 5%. The loan originated back in 2009. Original principal balance, 233 grand. Current principal, 183,000. House is worth 285,000. We are looking to lower our payments through streamline refinancing. Wondering if it is worth it because we're not sure of our future selling plans. We would possibly remodel the kitchen, but not take extra money to do it through a loan. We have great credit. We work steadily. We collect New York City pensions. Hmm. Well, Peter, it really, it it just depends whether you're going to stay or not. You're going to have to make a determination. So I'd run the numbers and then I would determine from your perspective, how long you think you're going to stay in this place. And if it's going to be that you can recoup the money in a very short period of time, maybe a couple of years, then I'd go ahead and look at the refinancing, but run the numbers. Okay. Christina writes, I have a medical proxy for my dad uh, who is living in a nursing home. Medical, she means a healthcare proxy. I have several issues with the care in the nursing home and the information they impart 
and the timeliness of the information. However, here's my question. Should I also have a power of attorney? My father has no money and no assets. I'm paying for all the incidentals that the nursing home is not providing to him, clothing, condiments, personal items, newspaper, and other reading materials. What would the purpose of a power of attorney serve if there are no assets? Mm, I don't know. I and mean, it probably wouldn't serve much of an, uh, any benefit to you. It's really for people who have some assets and need to have somebody steering the ship. Probably not necessary for you to worry about that. All right, good luck to you. And thank you all for listening. Another successful day here at the Jill on Money Show. If you have a financial question, don't hesitate to go onto our website. It is called jillonmoney.com. There, sign up for our free weekly newsletter. Maybe you even want to buy my book. And if you like this podcast, would you mind telling some folks about it? We sure would appreciate that. Just easy to do. Maybe send them a clip and then encourage them to subscribe. You can subscribe to this podcast anywhere you find your favorite podcast, maybe where you found this one, or maybe you want to go to Apple or Spotify or Stitcher, radio.com, Google Play, wherever. We very much appreciate you. We thank you for sending us your questions. And we always want to remind you to wash your hands, wear your masks, maintain that physical distancing, and please try to do something nice for someone else today. Okay, we'll talk to you tomorrow. Tomorrow.